Hello everyone, it's your girl Gabrielle from A Step Ahead. Welcome to the 12th episode of Hot Topics, where we talk real talk about things that are happening in employment, education, social services, physical health, mental health, finance, or anything else that is very steaming. So we have a repeat guest today. Her name is Samantha Miller, and she is here to talk about our hot topic for today, which is homeschooling, right? I know homeschooling is a, a definite hot topic now in this um, sort of post-COVID era. Uh, so, so she's going to help me with that conversation. So I'm just going to give you a reminder of who Samantha is. So Samantha is a wellness coach and an energy healer in Tucson, Arizona, a former educator herself. She is now running her online business so that she can be home to care for and homeschool her child who has multiple special needs diagnoses, which we will go into today. So Samantha, welcome back to Hot Topics. Thank you. Thanks for having me today. Awesome, awesome. So in our last interview, uh, which is now online for our viewers, um, we went into homeschooling and, and why you chose to homeschool and, and, and all that jazz. Uh, so it's, we're just going to kind of recap that uh, to start off. So could you please get into... Uh, your your homeschooling story. Absolutely. So for our family, um, homeschooling was the best option. My child, as you mentioned, has uh, several different um, diagnoses. Um, she's very neurodiverse, I guess they would say. And so public schooling just wasn't really the best learning environment for her. Um, she wasn't able to focus well on her studies. She had a lot of anxiety in the classroom and around peers and that just she put her into kind of like a survival mode. And honestly, when you're in survival mode, you can't really learn. So she wasn't being able to perform to the best of her abilities because um, she was just trying to get through the day and get home. Uh, so when COVID hit and schools went online anyway, we decided to finish up her last year of public school um, that was online, you know, for second grade. And then she started third grade with homeschool last year uh, instead of going back into the public part. Um, we found that what the school was supplying for online learning, um, which is what they continue to do last year, um, is the online learning for the public school in our area. But it didn't really work for her learning needs and her learning style. So we wanted something where she would really be able to excel and, you know, perform her best. Um, my husband and I were both working from home. I had my home business and um, so I had the flexibility and I was able to, you know, kind of start that program. And she has been absolutely flourishing uh, in school. This is her second year of starting completely homeschool in the new program that we're using. And it has been fantastic for her. Awesome. So how did homeschooling come up? What was the conversation? Did you 
did a friend tell you about it? Did you read about it somewhere? How did it come up for you? Yeah, homeschooling is actually something that I've always wanted to do for her. Um, just because I, I have a background um, in education doing early childhood um, and doing like elementary school special ed. And so I've always wanted to kind of individualize her learning for her. Um, I enjoy and appreciate the public education system, but there are aspects of it that never hit completely home for me. Like I'm not a big fan of standardized testing. I know that's not gonna be completely popular for everybody to hear, but it that's what it is for our family. Um, and so we always wanted to do homeschooling, but we never thought that we would have the ability to do it. Um, so when that came around, you know, when we realized we might actually be able to do this for her, I started doing a lot of research into what was available for different homeschooling programs to see what could work the best um, and to see if it really was an option for us or not. Because I know um, for my child anyway, and, and kind of how things stand for us, she does not learn best from her parents. She learns better from other people. So being able to find the right fit in the right program took a lot of time and a lot of research, but we were able to do it. And so it's been absolutely great. Awesome. So what I know, um, I know you're in Arizona, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So how did, how, I mean, the process I know is different in every state, but um, in your state, how does it work in terms of getting started, you know, the paperwork, all yeah. that jazz? For our state, it's actually one of the easier states. Um, I know that some of them have you kind of jump through hoops and do a whole lot of paperwork and continue to do a lot of paperwork throughout the school year. Um, but for Arizona, we had to get an affidavit form um, from the school district. And we were just able to download that online, fill it out and have it notarized, send it back. And um, that was it. That was all the paperwork that we had to do just to show that, yes, we are going to be providing education for our child and that we are responsible for making sure that she, you know, learns the, the basics in school um, during her time of, of homeschooling with us. And that was all of the paperwork that we had to do. We didn't even have to show proof of what program we were using or any of that. So it was really easy for Arizona. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so how does it, you were, well, now that you're homeschooling, you mentioned before about there's an online program that, you're do that your daughter is using. Can you tell us mm -hmm. more about that? Absolutely. So when I was researching the programs, obviously there are a ton where you can buy books and, and get the different um, curriculum to do at home where the parent is a teacher. Um, but again, that style just would not work well for her learning style. Um, so I was able to find a program that is online based. So she logs in each day and I go through, there's a syllabus for each class. So I go through and assign what she's supposed to be doing for which course each day. Um, and she goes on and they have um, teachers that have pre-recorded lessons. So there's little videos that are 
usually around like five to 10 minutes long or so, um, which is great for her attention span and her learning style. She learns best through videos and she learns best in small chunks. So this has been an absolute dream. Um, so she goes and watches the little video. And then after that little video clip, they have questions where she needs to answer um, a certain percentage correct in order to show that she has mastered that concept. And if she does not show that she's reached mastery, then she goes in and she does um, more videos and further you know, lessons and more detail until she is able to show that she understands and then she can move on from there. So how does it work in terms of standardized testing or, or what methods are there to measure her ability to move on to the next grade? So it's, there are no standardized tests. Um, and soapbox that I won't go on right now, but so they don't have the standardized tests, but they have the set curriculum for each grade. So there is fourth grade math, there's fourth grade science, fourth grade social studies, and so on. Um, and so that, so that um, each of those courses is already set out to cover specific topics that nationwide is kind of expected that all children in fourth grade will learn these abilities. Um, so we go through that and then it's at her own pace. So if she's able to, you know, she loves a course and flies right through it, she can finish it quickly and then she's done with that one. Um, and then we have the option to move on to the next grade or just, you know, be done for a little while. Or if a course takes her longer and she's not able to complete it um, in time, then we have the option of doing, okay, you know, do we do a little bit of work on Saturdays? Do we go a little bit farther into the summer with this? You know, the schedule is entirely up to us. Um, for when she does her work and however long it takes her to complete that grade is how long it takes. Okay. So it's, it's up to her in terms of, you know, how, how far along that she goes, mm -hmm. like how much that, how much that she can accomplish within a predetermined uh, set of skills per grade. Right, yeah. And like I said, I go through the syllabus and try to assign um, ones for each day um, so that we can kind of, I try to stay in pace with what the school system is doing, make sure that she has, you know, weeks off here and there for just because everybody needs a break. It's really important just to have that time away and rest and do something different for a little while and kind of recharge. Um, so we try to make sure that she has, you know, different weeks of vacation throughout the year and the summer vacation. Um, but, you know, it's really great to have that flexibility, especially in her case, because sometimes she will be completely into a course and just go right through it and not want to stop. But sometimes she also has days where, you know, mental health is not great on that day. Focus is not happening that day. And to push schoolwork on a day when you're not able to perform at your best, um, it would just leads to meltdowns. And there's, number one, there's no need to do that. Um, especially in this homeschool environment, we can kind of tailor her school day and tailor her school activities towards what she, where she's at with functioning for that day. Um, and, and, you know, if you, 
push a kid to the to the limit and they're melting down and they're just going into this really dark space they're not learning anything so what good does that do so it's been really great for that too awesome awesome so what about what's my thought so how did you learn about the online program you know did you know you just happened to find it and was a trial and error. How did you find out about this program? Yeah, I am. Um, like I said, I was doing a lot of research. So I knew that she learned best from videos. Um, and I had like through the grapevines kind of heard little bits that there might be options that aren't just sitting and looking at papers all day. Um, so I just looked around for um, homeschool versions that are online. I checked a bunch of them out because there's a lot of different options and found one that seemed to kind of fit what we were wanting for her and what we felt like would do really well for her um, and for, you know, our family's style, I guess, because, you know, my husband's working full-time from home. I'm running a business as well and just making sure that she's able to get everything she needs in the time frame that works for us. So this system really looked like it fit the bill. And then it first day free trial. So even though the school year hadn't started yet, um, it was the middle of summer and we decided that we were really wanting to look into homeschooling, found this one. And I had her do the seven day trial just to see if it worked for her and she loved it. And that's when we were able to decide that we were going to do this version instead of going back to regular school. Awesome. Awesome. So there's a, there's a few, there's several myths and misconceptions about homeschooling. And I'd like to address some of those with you if that's okay. So I'll share some and, and you just say whatever comes to mind. Right. So one myth is the idea of socialization, right? So kids who are homeschooled, they're not really socializing with their peers since like public schools and, and private schools and the, the institutionalized system, it's easy for them to socialize because that's how it's structured. Uh, but with homeschooling, it's, it's, since it's not that structured, um, or there's not really interaction with their peers. Can you talk about that? Yes. And that is understandably a concern for a lot of people because, you know, the children aren't in um, big groups of other kids all the time. But what we found is that it actually opens us up for more and more intentional interactions with children. Um, so she has a group of friends that she stays in touch with. They practice their um, writing and typing. They'll, you know, pen pal each other. They'll email each other, which, you know, they're getting that educational aspect too. And then we meet up in parks and we play. Um, we can do that midday when other kids are at school. And so there's not, you know, huge crowds. We also are able to get her into activities um, with other homeschooling families that happen. So there's lots of activities specific for homeschool families um, within your area. So I know, you know, specific for my area, I've been able to find those, but even living in other states before we were homeschooling, um, I know that 
those are available there too. So, you know, meetups in different parks, doing different activities. Um, and we've also been able to look into getting her into activities like rock climbing um, or, you know, doing tennis or music lessons or just a bunch of different things are available when your schedule is a little bit more freed up. And we found, you know, our child has um, a lot of social anxiety issues. And so being able to be intentional with where we meet up with people um, and when we do has been a huge help so that she can comfortably socialize and not feel the peer pressure of needing to be or look or act a certain way as she did when she was in the public school system and just kind of thrown in with everybody. So it's been very positive. Awesome, awesome. Uh, there's one for college, but I guess uh, that wouldn't apply, not, at least not yet, um, uh, to your daughter. But for this one here, it's, um, there's a lot of uh, coddling, I guess, because your daughter is at home. So it's sort of, you know, she gets to like do whatever she wants because she's at home and, you know, as opposed to, you know, um, and then mom's the teacher or and the mom's always around. And so what do you, what do you say to that? I can see where people would definitely think that, but what we've done in our family is we've always put an emphasis on, um, her learning how to be an independent person, um, and so it's set up so that she knows what is expected each day and she is required to, you know, follow those expectations. Um, we're there to help, but it's very much like, all right, now I have my teacher hat on. All right, now I'm mom hat when school's all done. Um, and it's worked out really well. So I wouldn't say that there's coddling going on. Um, I feel like she's in an environment where she is able to learn independence. She's able to, you know, focus on various life skills and learn from it, um, different things throughout the day that she's interested in, where she can also get those educational needs met. Awesome. All right. So what about this one about, um, being stuck at home, uh, they're inside the house all day. Uh, they get to watch TV, play video games. They get to go swimming and go to the pool. Uh, so, what do you say to that? That they're that they're they're homebound. I'd say it's pretty 50-50 for us, but it's also during the time of COVID, so we're pretty homebound anyway because we have to be really careful for our family's health needs. Um, but. So yeah, she gets to swim during the day. If she's needing a muscle movement break, um, you know, if you saw the other video, she has ADHD as well. So she does need to get up and move around a lot. Um, so we, she has a trampoline and anytime she can go jump on the trampoline and she knows set a timer for five minutes or 10 minutes, jump around and then come back in. Um, sometimes, you know, if it's been a really big day and she is really needing that sensory input, We'll take 20 minutes and we'll go swim and then we'll come back um, and, and do the work again. But there 
is not TV. There's no video games. There's none of that. I mean, some families might allow it, but we don't. Um, you know, you have your set responsibilities for the day. You have to get up and take care of your pets. You have to take care of yourself. You have to do your schooling. And then after all of that is done, you know, then maybe you get a little bit of time on those things. Um, we do try to be very mindful about how much we're in the house and find times to get out and, you know, work on life skills outside of the house, um, especially with her social anxiety and different, um, you know, communication issues. Uh, we're really working on coming out of her shell a little bit and being able to communicate with other people and be able to function in, you know, normal people environment like out and about in stores and all of that and that's just like a life skill that we've always had for her and we're continuing it through homeschooling so we do try to go out to stores and she helps me with the shopping so you know we're reading the labels we're doing the math we're communicating our needs with people um which is a big challenge for her and we're going out on hikes when it's nice weather um and just getting out in a lot of different, a lot of different ways because we don't want to just be stuck home. That's not great for development at all. Well, to kind of piggyback off of that, your daughter's using an online program. So mm -hmm. isn't she in front of a computer for four, five, six hours a day? It's actually, she's able to get her schooling done in about two and a half hours, three hours on a hard day when, when it takes us a little bit longer. Um, because she is so focused on it and doesn't have all of the distractions, even with breaks in between classes, she's able to get it done pretty quickly. Um, so that has been great. So it's only a couple hours a day. Um, but, you know, because of that, we're also trying to minimize other screen time, um, beyond that. So she's not, you know, just on TV all day. And, and we have plenty of time to work in the other outings and all of the, the other aspects that we're working on with her as well. Okay. Um, and last myth I'll, I'll throw at you um, is parents are not qualified to be teachers. Um, so, you know, what do you what do you what do you say to that? It can be really hard. Um, I think there is a lot of help out there. There's a lot of different programs that set you up for success. So you know, if you are not a certified teacher, it's it's okay. You can choose a program where you have the curriculum, you know, kind of made up for you, or you can. You can find the help through so many different resources to make sure that what you are teaching your child is, is done in the best way possible. Um, but then also at the same time, parents know their children. Um, so, you know, they'll, they'll have an idea as to when they need to adapt something in order to meet their child's needs and really be able to explain something the way that their child understands. So they're not alone in it. <laughs> Awesome. Well, another, I guess, I don't know if it's a, a myth, but my, I guess my concern about homeschooling is that um, 
like the parents have to have a certain type of lifestyle. Like it's um, like, it's not for parents that um, have a nine to five job or something like that, or, you know, it's the, it's the parents that tend to work from home or, or um, maybe there's a, there's an income disparity in that, you know, you're, you can afford to do homeschooling because you have a higher income level. So, so I'm just wondering about what, what you think about that. Like, you know, in order for you to, uh, to partake in homeschooling, you need to have a certain type of lifestyle. Absolutely. Um, so as far as the cost thing, um, there are many, like, it doesn't need to cost anything. Um, you can decide on your curriculum yourself. There are lots of people that, that are able to do that on their own without it, you know, having a big financial burden. Um, the one that we've chosen to do is $25 a month. Um, and so, you know, that's something that we're able to do. Um, we've been very lucky for that. As far as the, the lifestyle and the hours, it's definitely been a huge help that I have a very flexible schedule so that I am able to be there and support her. Um, and on my busy days, I try to schedule my super busy times around when my husband is available to help her. So, you know, we can kind of tag team a little bit, but I know lots of families do um, homeschool pods. So they'll team up with other families and use the same curriculum. Um, usually their children are in the same or at least a similar grade. And so, you know, one family will take the kids for one day or certain hours and they'll kind of like go between houses based on what those family schedules are. So the kids are getting the homeschool experience, um, a little bit more socialization and the families don't have to sacrifice their, their jobs and their income in order to make it happen for them. Right. But what, like, what about the essential workers? What about like, uh, like nurses and, and doctors and, you know, it, I mean, unless they hire somebody, which, which I'm sure happens often, but um, if you know, you're going to be away for most of the day, you know, it's, you know, it might be, be tough for people that have those kinds of jobs to be able to homeschool. And I mean, again, unless they hire somebody and if they can afford to hire somebody, but for those who choose not to and they're essential workers, um, I can see that being a little bit difficult. Yeah, yeah, I can too, definitely. Um, <laughs> excuse me. It's another one of those things where as parents, you have to decide what is right for you and your family. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of options and homeschooling isn't for everybody, um, just like public school isn't for everybody. So you can look around all the different options. There's so many different ones and see if something would fit for your needs and your schedule. Um, and, you know, hopefully be able to find something that would work best for what you're wanting for your child. That's fair. Fair point. Um, so there are homeschool co-ops. Are you familiar with those? Yes. I've heard about those a little bit. Mm -hmm. Have you thought um, about joining? We're different. 
Sorry, have you thought um, about joining a co-op? We haven't. Um, I think with our, our situation right now where, uh, you know, she learns best kind of in her own space on her own time um, with needing to be careful with, you know, all that's going on health-wise as well in the world and needing to be very cautious of that. And just everything else that kind of is my child and her way of, of learning and being each day, um, they didn't really provide the, the flexibility or, you know, any of that that we were needing for her. So just kind of doing it on our own is what fit best for us. All right. Awesome. 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 So do you see yourself continuing homeschooling in the near future? We do. Um, I often will, will ask her because she always has the option. And the other thing is the, you know, the beginning of the school year before that comes, we give her the option, what do you want to do? Um, and she's determined to homeschool all the way up through college. So, I mean, we'll see how things go in the future for that. But I think for now, homeschooling and using this program is the best thing for her um, in order to be able to stay on track and really you know, learn her best and do her best in a learning environment. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So we're just about to wrap it up here. So do you have any advice for the people listening to this episode right now? Maybe they're considering homeschooling or maybe they have their doubts or, you know, maybe there's the haters out there. Uh, so what uh, do you have any advice for anyone watching right now? Yeah, um, just know that it's it's not always one thing. Um, and, you know, if you're wondering if it's right for you and you're not sure about it, look around, do a lot of research. There's so many different resources. There are so many different ways of homeschooling. It's not cookie cutter. It's not all, um, you know, granola and, and stuck at home all the time. It's It's a lot of different things and it can be whatever you're needing it to be. So, just look around. There's also a ton of groups um, for homeschooling support on Facebook and other places like that too, where you can go and ask a bunch of questions and see, you know, through it are able to help you with whatever your situation is at the time. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So Samantha, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. And for you, for you, the viewers, uh, Samantha is a wellness coach, a Reiki master and a crystal healer. She runs her businesses through Instagram. So she has two Instagram accounts. One is called Sam underscore on the bright side. That is for wellness coaching and special needs parenting. And the other one is Samantha Miller energy healing, all one word. And that is for energy healing and wellness coaching. So of course, all this information will be provided to you in the description. So Samantha is passionate about helping people, especially busy and overwhelmed parents, feel balanced and well through a holistic approach and relearn how to make themselves a priority again. So if you are interested in Samantha's services, please check out her Instagram pages. And you guys, thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of Hot Topics. Please check out our YouTube channel for more videos and clips. And don't forget to subscribe. 
And also, you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So please uh, look us up and follow, follow, follow. Thank you guys for joining us today. And tune in next time for the next episode of Hot Topics. Signing off. Bye.